Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the scare naked rabies. That's right, from crypt to crypt, from you run away to one little slip where it's all boon bone <laughs> the pod blast. <laughs> Is that scary? I won't cease till he desists. It's my co-host, Evan. He's learned to bite his tongue, or they'll send him back to where he came from, Transylvania. Oh! It's my co-host, Satan. I've learned to bite their necks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, right, we gotta stop that. Hey, listeners. Hey. It's... Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, Halloween, listeners! <laughs> oh, I love Halloween. My favorite time of year. You really Literally, do love Halloween. I do love Halloween. Are you going to decorate for Halloween this I already year? did. You decorated for Halloween. <laughs> Are you going to decorate for Halloween? <laughs> okay. No, I feel like that would be a little bit... Uh, like It's a celebration of Judaism. Right, okay. We as atheists can still celebrate it we celebrate yeah, christmas I mean, we can we can i just feel like i don't know okay you're just saying it's bad that we may have made up a jewish holiday yes <laughs> okay maybe yes. we shouldn't yes, yes maybe we shouldn't celebrate halloween but it is it's not it's not a mocking thing right i hope we are, not. So we are simply yeah. celebrating i hope we're coming at it in good humor i and, think uh, and respect yes i so, god I so hope it's not so. appropriative if we do a good job <laughs> as evan has always said do it good and everyone yeah, no, will one will, you. no one will call you on it if you do a good job yeah i guess that's true so i um, feel like we're gonna get called on this pretty quick <laughs> yes this is the know nothing podcast we are gonna do very yeah. bad um so we interrupt your your regularly scheduled everything to everyone ev um i was thinking about it and this just adds one to the final total of like yeah i mean we're gonna have this and then we do our christmas episode and then we do our uh we do a christmas episode didn't we do a christmas episode i have no idea i don't remember christmas krampus Krampus, Krampus. And then we do the we do the um, uh, childhood's end for our birthday every year. Yeah, we did. So uh, maybe next year we'll do uh, another pilot. We'll think of more pilots than another we can do. Pilot, the pilot, Wait, I know I'm really truly no, because last year for we did Hanukkah blessings for for this. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do a Christmas app. I mean, we just did like oh. whatever fucking one week or some shit. Uh, but it's something nobody was interested some in. Some shit like one week. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but no, this is, uh, yeah. we're just, you know, straight we're, off the bat. This is our one. Yeah. Shit's about to get nice. Shit's, shit's about, about to get, get real fucking nice. <laughs> this is our one holiday episode we do every year. Yeah. Do you think people want to on Christmas day, listen to a Christmas episode? Or do you think they just want to feel like this is my normal life? I, I'm at a weird place. I'm at my childhood room. I don't want to feel like everything is special in my oh, life. You I home. want something to ground me. So you're like, you're speaking to your privilege now that you get to go home for Christmas. Like that, you still your your family still lives in their childhood home, and you get to go home and like s- sleep in your childhood bed. That my mom hasn't moved. <laughs> I think so. Okay. My childhood room doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Except in my mind. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, it didn't exist like a year after I went to college. They like immediately got rid of everything. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Gone. Well, my room is the guest room now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's still. So my do you childhood feel like a guest? Room. I, I do feel like a guest uh, when I go there. She serves me breakfast in bed, and I get the whole B&B experience. Oh, awesome. I do have to pay like $150 <laughs> a night when I go visit my, my mom. But you get a, she'll give you a coupon. She does. Every year yes. for Christmas, she gives yes. you a coupon for next year's Christmas. That's correct. So the first year was very expensive, but after that, I've just used yeah. the previous year's yeah. coupon. Um, do you say coupon or coupon? I say coupon. You're a coupon boy. I always, I'll say coupon. 
I've never heard Are you, you say. Are you a coupon? I'm a coupon man. Coupon. coupon. You're a coupon, yeah, a coupon boy I'm a coupon and I'm a coupon man. man. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that, um, that tracks. What do you do for, for Halloween? I mean, because you do ha- things for Halloween or for, for Christmas. Sorry, for Halloween. Halloween. You do things the whole month of October. You have yeah. like things every weekend. Yeah, pretty much. So what sort of shit? We went apple picking yesterday. Yeah. You and I. Yeah. I think we, we found probably the, we found that we perfected we, we perfected apple picking <laughs> we yesterday. Did perfect apple picking. Before we talk about how we perfected it, I think most podcasts have hosts that like see each other when they record. It is <laughs> a delight to be the two best friend pod. Oh, we're not best friends. Sorry. To be the two friend podcast Close hosts friends. in the world. Close, Close friend podcast hosts because we're going to change. Uh, so what's the, how did we perfect eating up or, uh, uh, going apple picking? The thing about apple picking is you only get the one bag, right? And you can put the app, you can fill it with apples. Sure. And you can eat as many apples as you want. They say that's perfectly fine. That blew my mind. You can take a bite from an apple and throw it on the ground. How the fuck are they going to stop you? You're right. I mean, the only thing that's stopping you is like moral license and your stomach size yeah sure right so you eat i mean how many apples can a human being eat and enjoy sure like, like it becomes work after maybe the third apple sure. <laughs> right even on an empty stomach even yeah you're empty right. stomach. and we went we we had already eaten a bunch of donuts and like cider cider and, and sweet stuff before not yeah. a single salty thing in my body right. and i'm like oh i'm gonna eat some apples now <laughs> but you want to taste all the different types of apples they got so instead you of, have to instead of it's like a wine tasting, right? Yeah. So, well, like, you're the, gonna like, buy a bag, like so a somo- like, like a sommelier, like we're like an apple sure, sommelier. So, sure, sure. you know how they do those wine tastings where they take it, they swish it around their mouth, sure. and then they spit it into a bucket. Same thing with apples. And I, I would have felt bad taking a bite of an apple and then saying like, "Well, this is good. I want to collect these now, but I can't finish this apple, so I'm throwing it on the ground." Right. So instead of doing that, you take the bite, you chew it up, and then you just spit it out. Absolutely. It nourishes the ground. <laughs> it, you get all the juice and all the flavor with right. zero calories. It is, in fact, I think I'm going to start eating like that from now on. Just eating food in general? I actually, I do do that very, very rarely. You where I'll be like... Chew and spit? Yeah. Like where I'll get like like a brownie or something. And I'll be like, oh, God, I don't usually eat sweets, but I'm really kind of kind of a brownie. I just want the taste in my mouth. So I'll chew it up, and then I'll just spit it in the garbage can. Is this for real? No, I'm making this up. When, uh, yeah, because we've never made shit up on this <laughs> podcast before. Evan, don't roll your yeah, eyes at yeah, me. Yeah, I just, I, I'll do that, like, not regularly, but, like, once every, like, two or three months. That's bizarro. Really? Says the guy who just crowed about eating an entire apple and spitting it out on the ground. <laughs> I did that out of necessity. <laughs> I, my stomach was full. I would have eaten 100 apples. But you do it because you don't eat, I don't know, are you worried about your like, weight? Yes, I am worried about my weight. You are a svelte little man. No, no. See, both but of I don't us... Talk, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to talk about weight. Okay. We will not talk about weight. Yeah. You just want to talk about wear weights on this episode. Yeah, weights, lifting weights are different than... <laughs> sure. Because people actually struggle, struggle with weight, and I'm just a little bit overweight. Sure, so I don't wanna, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So... And I don't want to body shame anybody, too. No, of so. course not. We would never body shame. Um, so so, what else do you do for Halloween? We went apple picking. Unless you're collecting bodies and putting them in your basement, then you can body shape. I'm gonna look at your collection and I'm gonna tell you, buddy, what you're missing. Oof. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're just helping them. You're gonna tell them yeah, what they're missing. <laughs> you still need a uh, a mid forties Asian male for your body collection. That's right. Do you, do you rank them in order of height, weight, <laughs> bone density, anal circumference? Like what? <laughs> Did you roll for that anal <laughs> circumference? Um. What else do you fucking do? Oh, I do movie marathons. Ooh, scary or yeah. chill? No, no, I just watch comedies. Hey, man, just there's a lot of great season. fall comedies. Halloween, pumpkin picking. I'm going to grow pumpkins next year, I think. Really? Yeah, it'd be fun. Can you do that in a year? I guess you have to. 
pumpkins take forever to grow, Saker. <laughs> Listen, you got to start them. You got to start them five years in advance. It's not like fucking orchards, right? You just put the pumpkin seeds on the ground yeah, and they'll grow. Right. I'm sorry, Evan. You're I mean, right. they won't grow big. They're gonna they're gonna be like little garbage pumpkins, but, right? You know, that'll care. be fun. Yeah. And then, do you carve them? I'll carve them, but they don't last as long when you carve them. Oh, really? So yeah, you're so not a pumpkin carve guy? I, I will carve them if that's the thing people are doing. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. That sounds fun. Sounds like you have yourself a, a whole fall planned out. I do. I love it. Does it reach into November? Do you have yeah, November? Absolutely. Activities? Absolutely. What? What? Do, I do they... the same. I do, like like the. It doesn't really end with Halloween. Halloween's just sort of like a. It's like the moon waxing and waning, right? So Halloween is the full moon for me, but then like I've still got all the way back down to you know new moon. So I've got you know. Uh, probably three or four weeks in November before it turns into like winter sure. proper. So you got the, you still got the leaves out there. In fact, November is more folly than oh, October, as, especially absolutely. as like our world gets hotter. Yes. Um, do you feel like you are one of those people who has made Halloween their identity? Well, cause no. I, when I go over your house, no matter what time of year, you do have the bats up. Mm-hmm. You do have. Well, that's just because I'm too lazy to take them. Back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I do like the. I like the aesthetic. I like the horror sort of kitschy aesthetic. So I like that. But also, I mean, I don't think it's my identity. It's my identity for like one week out of, or not one week, but like two months out of the year. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That's so, fair. I, I do think. I do think about it. And I look forward to it. Do you? Do you think people who make Halloween their identity are strange no. at all? No, no, Those no. people who are like, it's September, it's Halloween 1, and Halloween is on Halloween 61st, so I just got to make my way there. Absolutely not. Okay. No, no, All right. I, if I could, if I had the money and time to make like a creepy horror house uh, to live in, I would. Do you go to creepy horror house? We went to one yeah. last year. Are we doing yeah. it again? Yeah. We okay. Go, we can go to the 13th floor of the Scaratorium. We can go to the Mansfield Reformatory. Uh, actually, Columbus has, I think, the most haunted houses in the state, and I think Ohio has the most haunted houses per capita so in we win. any state of Continuous wow. United Why States. Why do Ohioans want to be scared? Uh, probably something to do with like our demographics. Sure, all the corn <laughs> being. Well, I think it's like uh, you know the liberals being surrounded by conservatives and everyone's scared of everyone else. Yeah, yeah. all right. I mean, we're we're a purple state, so like <laughs> everyone hates everyone, and we're always looking at each other. I get cut off by fucking Trump bumper stickers every day. Yeah, and I like cast a little curse on them. Do you? What curse? Thinner? I take a day of their life. Thinner. Okay. <laughs> Thinner. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And boy. Yeah. I think it's about time we get to today's song. Shout about it. Today's song is... Wait. What the... I'm just looking at my notes. Evan, this isn't a bare naked lady song. <gasps> it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. What's going on? Oh, goodness. We thought for Halloween, it would be a nice thing to cover White Noise by Stephen Page. So let's listen to a little clip of White Noise. All right, Evan, white noise. Um, mm-hmm. Did you listen to it through, let me just straight off the bat. Did you listen to it through like Spotify or did you listen through YouTube? YouTube. So you watched the video. Yes. The first seven seconds of that video with the horrific loud ass white noise. Yes. At- are a nightmare. Every time I rewound to the beginning, it's like 10 decibels louder than the rest of the video. It fucking sucks. <laughs> well, he's just priming the pump, right? You're like, God, that I fucking hate. Oh, this song's oh, all right. Wait, there are people that I should fucking hate in this world. Yeah, it's, it's priming the pump for you for your hatred. Yes. You really just you want to pull that out there. Right. Um, 
this song is about uh, being a Jew and an immigrant and living in, or at least I think it was like it's it's like explicitly about the unite the right rally at Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville yeah, was yeah. yeah kind of a big part of it. Um, again. Last episode, shopping, we talked about uh, <laughs> references that are no longer evergreen with George W. Bush's go shopping remark. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like, fares better because where that one. Because it just happened. Well, no. I mean, yes, it did just happen. <laughs> it fares I'm not better because white nationalism is still a, is still a problem. Sure. We white nationalism even- is still a problem, and the whole song has pointed references to things beyond that incident right go like, sh- shopping was just shopping 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 i yeah. love shopping yum 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 but this is like some real real shit yeah i mean apparently to fix your nation you've got to run it like a corporation you know that that just applies to every president we've ever had you know all of them are businessmen i mean mm, mm, no i mean they're not just career politicians for the most part and lawyers and stuff okay you know, you know we've we've hired tons of just businessmen as a president yeah. So we voted a lot of businessmen into office. Okay. Just straight up businessmen with no political uh, experience. Uh, all right. We have tons of those guys. Sure. It's like Millard, Fillmore, and fucking Trump, right? Uh, hey, Gerald Ford had his peanut farm. That's not Gerald Ford. You're talking about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter had Jimmy Carter. Uh, little, little Shimmy Carter. Little Shimmy Carter. Um, yeah. So so you think it is a little more pointed. I think it's very. I, and the at the Trump is, I, presidency. I'm just poking at you. I'm poking at the song. I think <laughs> I think the specificity is perfectly fine. It worked for me in shopping and it sure, works sure, for sure. me here. Sure, sure, sure. So I think it's it's uh, you saying that it's evergreen and it's not evergreen. Sure. Well, I don't know. I, I think apparently to fix your nation, you've got to run it like a corporation. Apparently to fix your nation. I mean, how how does Trump do that? I mean, he just doesn't. Well, he runs it exactly like a corporation. He uh, basically mothballs it and then goes into bankruptcy. Sure, like every right. corporation he's ever had. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, yeah, but doesn't obviously, pay the contractors hi- fires people that have institutional knowledge. Yeah, know? I mean you know. this this is this is very. I mean, obviously, it's 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 uh, relevant to the times at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this song would have been relevant minus maybe that one line. Uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago even. Um, and I'm sure yeah. it'll be evergreen 20 years in the future. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, yeah. Well, but I'm sure Fingers it will. crossed it will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed it won't. But Boy, like, I sure hope racism is eliminated in the next 20 years, <laughs> years. completely. Um, no. Uh, it, no, it won't be. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Um, like, I don't know. So so I guess let's talk about the lyrical content of sure. this first. How about it? Um, I have to address this point carefully. And I don't know how to address it carefully being a cis white agnostic male Mm -hmm. obviously the whole you know jews will not replace us chant that they had at the rally gross is gross and horrible and but this song i i understand the religious persecution aspect of the song but steven is a white dude who has experienced many years of success there's a lot of things in this song about kind of the racially motivated mm-hmm. and, and, and in the video especially a lot of you know racially motivated stuff um is this like do even one of the little captions at the bottom says privileged singer tells us what to do says the news crawl like yeah. I, i'm not saying there's like like I don't know, stolen valor like i i think mm-hmm. obviously as a jew obviously jews are persecuted in our yes. society but like 
I don't know. Did this did this strike you as weird? I think it was just that one line for me as an immigrant and a and a Jew. Because he was singling himself out. Right. right? I'll tell you as an immigrant and a Jew, an Im- like I, first of all, I didn't know he was an American citizen. Yeah. Is he? Uh I, bl- I mean, he lives and here. And then now. like but the thing is like that I think I understand what he was trying to evoke in that line. Right. Because, you know, Jews are a persecuted minority sure. and immigrants are a persecuted minority. But again, it speaks to sort of your your privilege. And I think he's a he's well aware of that. But right. like I was thinking like because he says, uh, I'll tell you as an immigrant and a Jew, I'd be more than glad to replace you. Or even before, I've learned about my tongue or they'll send me back to where I came from. Canada? <laughs> They're going to send you back to Canada? That's a, that's a way fucking, across the that's, border. That's a nightmare to you? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they'll send so, you to the land of milk and honey. Yeah, and I mean. that, just, that just does, that did kind of ring a little like self-serving sure. privilege. And again, I think he understands that. And I, you know. But anyway. does, I feel like if he understood it, he would remove himself from the song. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because specifically, he's pulling out like, I I have had a great career. I'm, a, but you know what? Boy, they'll send me back to Canada, and boy, won't that be a nightmare? Like, he could have made this a little mm. more universal yeah, by it, removing his yeah. experience. And I, it, I agree. Yeah, it doesn't. Specificity is great. I love specificity, yeah. but I he's don't know. A, he's an immigrant, yes, but he's not a marginalized immigrant. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Canadian immigrants probably are. I'm going to say the least marginalized group of immigrants. I think you could probably <laughs> transfer from Canada to America pretty fucking easy. Uh, yeah. No one's going to bother you. I, you could just cross over the border. No problem. Yeah. Probably. You could live here forever no. and no one uh, will say anything. Uh, yeah. I say this is someone who doesn't really know much about immigration policy, but you know, yeah, uh, you're probably okay. If you're, you know, a millionaire Canadian, sure. you could probably be an American citizen. Sure. No problem. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the reason why I, I wanted to tread lightly here mm-hmm. is because clearly the message is important. Yeah. I just don't think Steve is important. And I don't mean He's that not, to be me. Yeah, but like but he's not punching he's like he's no. just like swinging his fists wildly no one's getting <laughs> no one's getting hit yes absolutely. I mean, he's, he's definitely punching at racists and, yes and then but but by singling himself out as the object of the song and i mean i can't really speak to his experience as a jew so that's kind of shitty of me to like put that on him like i mean obviously he's wealthy obviously he's successful right um but again like he might have very much been the target of anti-semitism as a yeah. child or you know as an adult sure so yeah and i mean anti-sensitivity semitism is on the rise in the united states Damn. for some for some weird reason what a phrase anti-sensitivity semitism yep. the elves themselves <laughs> ass for short anti-sensitivity semitism yeah uh, so there's yeah. a there's a sensitivity semitism anti-semitism wait what were you saying did you say anti-sensitivity i did semitism? i did which implies that there's a sensitivity <laughs> yeah so that's that's on me again <laughs> well too. you're saying semitism which is the opposite of anti-semitism right it's when you're Pro Judaism, yeah, yes, Semiti- yeah, semaphile, semiphile, semiphile, semiphile. Uh, that's semiphile, you love do or die. Semaphores, you love it when Semif- people <laughs> can hold flags. Yeah, they can signal. They can signal all sorts of stuff oh, across the ocean. Hell yeah! I, I I think there's a lot of, but I just think there's a lot of lyrics in here that aren't as pointed as he thinks they are. Right? Mm. I again, message-wise, obviously this song is right fucking on point. How could mm-hmm. it not be? It's a, it's an anti-anti-Semitism song, right? But when he says stuff like, um, "Don't it make you swell with pride to learn there's bigotry on many sides?" Right? Mm-hmm. Again, obviously a pointed, chronologically anchored reference right. to the whole many sides thing. But in 15 years, when people look back on this song, the sarcasm of that will be lost. Like, obviously know. his message is still there, but that line is going to stick out like a sore thumb. Like, 
what the fuck what do you mean what does well, that I don't mean know. i think again i don't think he plans this song to spend uh, to stand the test of time like he's not this isn't going to be chiseled on anyone's fucking tombstone sake or like i think Why? it's i think he's trying to write a political piece you know like yeah. and to to point to to attack something deserving of attacking right yeah yeah and i i mean you can't pu- if you can't punch a nazi write a shitty song about him right of course not yeah. a, not to say shitty song but a song about how shitty they are sure yeah. but then you think about protest songs of the 60s mm-hmm. or whatever and a lot of those have endured right the ones that have endured have endured but i bet there's hundreds if not thousands that haven't so if you know that do you think this is going to be an enduring protest song do you think they're going to like pull this out at like the union no. workers yeah exactly could they yeah probably if yeah. if it were changed because here's the thing i would love to say fucking S- too specific for to you stand up and say like steven you did it again i love you boy you're my boy <laughs> and i love you <laughs> my baby my boy but I'm buddy not to the baby to be precious with this song just because it has the right message mm-hmm. i think that it's not going to endure and i think it easily could have endured had it had more careful lyrics yeah. does that make sense it makes a hundred percent sense okay i i just don't think i'm not sure what he he, he if it had more careful lyrics, but again, he's referring to a specific yeah, event. Know. He's referring to a, a specific time. So by getting more general, you're right. it might have it lived long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's hard. And it's hard also you know, when we are... we both made some good points. <laughs> There's bigotry on many sides. <laughs> it's hard when we're analyzing these in real time a lot of the time. And yeah. then I feel like my point becomes dumb once you start talking. Um, but like, yeah. I don't know. I think that... I think that this sort of both sides whataboutism shit is still going to be alive and well as long as like the internet thrives. Like as long as people can find each other and argue in a in a medium where you don't have to actually like look the other person in the face and right. you have like a, a level of remove from that. I think that bad faith arguments are going to continue. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see that. Yeah. Being... That's sort of my that's one of my critiques of the internet, obviously, that everyone has is it just sort of pushes people, it radicalizes people to, to, uh, to either side, of course. Right, and right. I'm saying one side, I'm saying unequivocally one side is better than the other. <laughs> to and be you, if you're going to be radicalized, yeah. go left. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot, there's a fundamental loss of nuance yes. that I think that I see, like, because, I mean, I consider myself pretty fucking liberal, right? but I'm not as liberal as anyone could, as, you know, people left of me. There are people left of me. Yeah. But. You know, people people who say, like, you know, Obama's a war criminal. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He, you know, you can, you can, but I think every American president, I don't think you can. Inha- oh, yeah. I don't think the, the system is such that you can't inhabit an office like that without committing war crimes, which, again, speaks to the problems inherent in the system. Sure. Which I think is what they're trying to point at. But, like, saying that and pointing and, I don't know, there's just, I, I think there's a loss of everyone's multifaceted, right? So there's a loss of nuance. So taking someone's entire career and distilling it down to their worst act Right, and saying that 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 the things they've produced into the world should be disregarded because of that, right, is a little too far for me. I'm right. willing to say, hey, yeah, Obama did some real bad shit, but on the margin, he was better than we had any hope he would be. Sure. So you have to lower the bar when you're talking about certain things, just to say. Well, I think you can. I think you can see the bad things and see someone doing bad shit and be a bad person and accept that as part of the fact that they're a person and they're going to yeah. be bad. Yeah. You know, people are bad. Like no one is fucking blameless, right? But again, that's that sort of weakens everything. We should expect more from yeah, people, of right? Course. Especially yeah. the fucking president. president yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I basically boil it down to: Was there between two ferns good? And Obama had a great one, and yeah. Clinton had a great one too. She yeah, would have she been a great person. <laughs> she certainly did. And guess who I haven't seen on Between Two Ferns? 
God, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> would it be a nightmare? Someone who doesn't understand humor being yeah. made fun of. I mean, it would be a delight. But, but. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some tribalization. Sure. Uh, on, online, I mean, we they've done numerous studies about hypocrisy and bounding, where like you are given a list of political ideas, just stripped of any sort of po- politics and whatnot. Context, people on yeah. people on both like you know, light conservatives and light liberals are more likely to approve policies on the other side when you don't tie them to a specific party. Sure, but then course. you put conservative on they're like, oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And then there's the other one where you can there's a party where they put liberal they paired liberals with conservatives and you were the the control group was they didn't tell who you were, so they're answering math problems or something like that. And you could do stuff to cause them distress as they were answering math problems. Wow. And then I'm not like not shocking them or shit. Sure. This isn't like a, just yelling at them, yeah. throwing quarters. <laughs> you, can, you can do stuff to increase stress level, like okay. increase the speed of the problem, stuff like that. And uh, a lot of times, if they didn't know, they would just kind of keep it regular. But if you knew the other person was on the other side of the political spectrum, liberals and conservatives would do this. Would be to cause them stress because sure. you hate them. Sure. Yeah. Which sucks. But also, when you're opposing things that are just fundamentally human right issues, like on the left, where you're saying, "Hey, you know, people should have rights," yeah. and the other side, I guess, is just promoting callousness. Yeah. Like, uh, how do you? It's hard to how justify. Do you, how do you justify to, any yeah. sort of any sort of like? Wait, how do you see? I, how do you justify any both sides? Yeah. There. It's not just hard. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're right. I mean, which? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't know, man. So yeah. So we got here from protest songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we had to know we were gonna. Most of this was going to be a tirade about. You yeah. Know, this is a great Halloween episode. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the kind of shit I want to talk about on. Uh, is it? I mean, it's a celebration of, of Judaism. So, yes, I do need to talk about the things that affect them. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, I, I think Steve also kind of misses the mark when he says, um, said the snowflake to the nationalist. Said the snowflake to the nationalist. I won't cease to I think what he's trying to do here, and, and tell me if you've you mm-hmm. you got the same impression, was was kind of take back the term snowflake, right? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it seems like he's, as you said before, swinging wildly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's it, it. He's trying to hit both sides in a very weird way. It seems like a missed target. Because I don't think is anybody on the left trying to retake retake snowflake. I, I can see people on the left trying to call right wingers snowflakes, yeah, yeah. which is very funny to me. But yeah, I, think I, I don't know. It's. The terminology has gotten so so like abstruse that I can't really follow it to the extent that I would even care to. Sure, but I mean, I don't think I don't think we're retaking snowflakes. I don't. I don't I've never heard anyone refer to themselves proudly as a snowflake. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Weird. I'm easily offended. Well, I'm unique. I'm a snowflake. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm just looking to be offended. Yeah, and I mean, there are people who go on the online oh. looking looking to be angry. Sure. Yeah. Or enjoy making other people angry, which I don't like. You don't? You don't, don't like people who actively try to make other people <laughs> yeah, angry? Shitty. Yeah, I'm going to come out. That's my that's my <laughs> firm stance. <laughs> so, tell me this. Let, let's you let's know, like stay the, on like like triggers. Like people say oh, yeah. people use trigger just to mean like offended someone. I the hate the, the right I hate that because it weakens the word yeah, and when my students do it, I will always yeah, try to correct them. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Like, but and, and then uh, again, it's hard to explain to a kid why they shouldn't use or especially if they're not using it to be a troll they're using right. it because trolls have normalized because it's en- because it's entered the lexicon Ex- right? exactly right like uh, like we say crazy right yeah. now and it's yeah. like people said the r word like bare naked ladies said, said the, the r, r word, word. Yeah. back in back in the 90s like everyone used it it was just part of the lexicon yeah and i mean yeah. all you can do is say oh wait we were wrong yeah yeah, yeah. it's very weird um i mean i probably used it I can't remember any specific. Uh, instances. Oh, I, I, yeah, I absolutely did. I remember very specific instances when I used it. Right. Um, yeah, 
so staying with politics for a second, how do you think this song stacks up against the more message implicit songs like Cell, Cell, Cell and Helicopters that we've already covered, which are which are a little more coded than mm-hmm. this, you know, very, very message explicit. Um, like just as a protest song? Well, as a, as a, as a song, because I think that this is buried in an album of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously it's emotional, but he's not like, it's not a protest album. So mm-hmm. I think most people are approaching this as a piece of entertainment, just mm-hmm. the much way as, as they approach Maroon as just a piece of content. Right. So how do you think this works as a song when stacked up against the more message implicit songs? I think it works fine. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not judging it. I mean, I'm, obviously I'm judging it against them, but I'm not like, I think this does something different. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it, my problem is it's not telling me a story with cell, cell, cell with mm-hmm. helicopters. Even when I was young and I didn't totally understand they were about the, the, the war, mm-hmm. I felt like they were cool stories. So you're just, you're looking at this song more instead of like a story song. It's like just a bunch of bullet points. Yeah. Kind of. This is a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I get, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I don't I mean, I don't know if that makes it less a better or worse song because of it. Yeah. Um, I liked this song mostly because it had like a punky beat. Yeah. So I could see this being like a, God, I could see this being like a 90s no FX song. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote the, the guitar solo sounded like a surf rock solo. It was so <laughs> weird. <laughs> so weird because i don't listen to a lot of just steven page sure so it was weird to to hear guitar on his work that wasn't ed yes so i i I did kind of i wrote that it's weird to listen to individual members projects because separate they're fine but to me they just don't hit the finish line right Mm -hmm. like there's something that made the melange special each each of the brandica ladies brings a spice brings a spice are, yes, exactly. I don't want just pepper. In <laughs> Nobody my just wants pepper. Oh no, that's the next episode. Fuck, we've made a call forward, which is never good. No, we'll call foreshadowing. Um, so yeah, there's something you know in this song. Steven's great, a strong singer, everything, but the chorus is like nothing, right? Just yelling white, white noise. noise. It's like, a, it's like a punk chorus, right? It's, cool. a Ramones, it's Ramones chorus where everyone just yells white words. Can you imagine what this would have been like as a Barenaked Ladies song? I'm pretty sure the Barenaked Ladies would have been like, hell yeah, let's do a protest song. Let's do a, a anti-nationalism song. Mm-hmm. And they would have fucking like plussed it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it would have no, been a- I agree. You can, you can always like yes and this by adding a bunch of- Hypotheticals. Hypo- <laughs> hypothetical like- you know, consummate musicians. Sure, sure, like, sure. Yeah, and if Jimmy Buffett and Gwen Stefani were on it, and Johnny Cash rose from the dead to, sure. you know, they could probably put out a much better song too. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, and it's, it's a silly comparison because it's not going to happen. Like he's not with the Brennigan Lady, so why even bother talking about it? But I just, I, I, there's something about his solo stuff. A lot of the songs are great. I love, I love. There's a melody. I love Linda Rodstad in the '70s. I love Manchild. But like, mm-hmm. uh, most of the albums don't stick the landing for me. They don't hit the mark for me for some reason, whatever reason that is. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's less than the sum of well, his parts. Of course, the sum of the bare naked ladies parts. Yes. Right. So they weren't holding him back. Mm, no, no, 
they were put, I think I think we can forward. I think unequivocally say that every member of the bare, na- of bare naked ladies is not holding any other member back. Yes. Yeah, we've seen their so- we've seen all of their solo work <laughs> and none of it is as good as they are together. The thin buckle version of Born Human is better than the bare naked ladies version of Born Human. <laughs> Kevin Hearn is the only one who can stand on his I mean, own. I do love me some thin buckle. <laughs> Conqueror of the bare naked ladies. Actually, Andy Cregan. He's the only one who's better alone. Really? Brothers Cregan? He's, he's, he's teaching classes and oh, leading Andy. orchestras. Yeah, and... but like Brothers Cregan isn't better than BNL. Well, because Jim is holding Andy back. <laughs> <laughs> Jim might be the anchor of the <laughs> ladies holding them all down. Was that Ian Malcolm just entering the room just now? Is that who I heard? What? I'm sorry. I was, I was looking down <laughs> to read my notes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the, the riff that leads into the song reminded me a lot of like Franz Ferdinand's Do You Want To. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with that song, but it has like a, yep. uh, kind of just a similar like rock riff. Mm-hmm. It did feel punky. Felt rocky. Yeah. It's, it's a, this is a sparse song and it had that punky feel. Yeah. And I mean, punk is obviously segues like as a musical style right into protest songs yeah so you're either gonna if you're gonna do a protest song you're either gonna do it as a punk or you're gonna do it as like a breathy like guitar vocal yeah or a, a rambling guitar vocal yeah yeah but as far as like punk songs go like there are so much better punk protest songs <laughs> like pretty sure. much anything propaganda is written is woof a hundred percent you're better. telling me buddy propaganda all the way ppg i'm a fan <laughs> really no. Only name Let's one, name one oh, thing other shit. than its name. I can't be a real fan. Mahatma. Do I know enough now? No. Okay. Well, you can't really be a fan if you haven't engaged with the with anything about the media <laughs> up until the moment you learned its name. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I'm a propaganda fan. <laughs> I don't care. I think the name is cool. I'm a fan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. So I got, that's all I, I needed. Just needed. I just needed you to like... <laughs> She needs you to say one thing about the band. <laughs> the That's bare, all I asked you to say. <laughs> the bare minimum. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know nothing of their their music though. Nothing. Oh, they're punk. There you go. God, <laughs> you you're, beating, you're beating me. me in my own game. <laughs> I'm the gingerbread. You're, you're cutting me down. Uh, fucking hand claps, baby. I know. I knew. <laughs> I knew you were gonna call out those hand claps. Shit's about to get nice. Shit's about to get real. So deep in yeah. the mix. What well, are you doing? I think that's well. Oh, you want to, you want them front and center. <laughs> I want them to be the central you, focus. You want, you want them like, oh God, what? You want them done like a recording st- studio where underground there's just a, a single guy with enormous hands and just slaps them together and it vibrates and they have to like feed it through. There's like a just a room, underground room full of like speakers and the hand clap just like they just feed it into each other. Exactly what I want. Hand claps to me are like... You want to knock the teeth out of your mouth. <laughs> like a Reese's peanut butter cup. I have to stop myself from eating a hundred Reese's peanut butter. If given the opportunity, if I would never gain weight, I would eat Reese's peanut butter cups from the moment I woke up in the morning to the moment <laughs> I went to sleep at night. So like hand claps, make them louder, make them harder. Make them prouder. Make them... I want... Uh, on the eighth beat, I want a hand clap. <laughs> I want you to just go fucking nuts. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, at what point does it stop sounding like uh, individual sounds? <laughs> it's just one blur of hand clap. Yeah, I think like a hand clap just sped up. It would just be white noise, right? What noise? There you go. <laughs> oh, he got me. Stevie P looped me back in. Um, drum wise, I wish there were a little more change to the drums. They're kind of like full bore, like the <laughs> whole time. And I understand it's a punk song. Yeah. But like, you got to drive that beat though. The whole song has this weird forward momentum that just feels never ending. Like, and I understand that's what he was aiming for. Maybe it's just not my type of music. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't like punk music. Is that legit? <laughs> well, I don't know. 
Like, can you listen to, like, have you listened to a lot of punk rock? Uh, I've listened to Propagandi. Uh, have you? Beyond him. Them? Them. I don't know <laughs> much about punk. So. That's okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I would I would allow you to great, dismiss an entire genre of music A great punk based cover on one. of Cruel Angel's Thesis from Neon Genesis Evangelion that I really love. Well, there you go. Okay, well, I guess I like punk music yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, don't dismiss a whole genre. That's okay. what I would... That would be my fair, advice to fair you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Based on Stephen Page's white noise. <laughs> Can you imagine someone hearing this song and being like, <laughs> "No punk for me, <laughs> thank you." Music is a no on my end. Uh, the ending has a great build to it. I thought. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, that was cool. Yeah, it's just the, it's just a bunch of like memes, right? And that that just the video too right the yeah. video is just a it's a this is a clip show of a song and it's a clip show of a video it's an odd melange because the song is specifically about charlottesville charlottesville and about religious uh freedom and about uh i don't know but 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 the video has all sorts of protests second, second civil war yeah like like climate protests and like and i understand the the meaning of resist behind all of that mm-hmm. but again i felt like the message was weakened he's not hitting a target hard enough wait i argued the opposite thing earlier yep, didn't I was I? Like, a, you, you saw my expression didn't you uh-oh <laughs> this song is too sp- is too specific <laughs> and too not and not specific enough <laughs> so i don't know no I, I think it's fine i mean the issues are of course linked inexorably um, I do love after the resist lines, it cuts to Steven playing a guitar on stage like a rock star. Like it's a weirdly commercial moment just dropped into the middle yeah. of like the song there. Yeah, and then we get right back to like Black Mirror and Harry Potter references, people holding signs like mm-hmm. Voldemort in office. <laughs> like this is the worst episode of Burami. So Burami. Yeah. Um I just thought the video was weird. It was it cost them nothing to make, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they just got public public, public domain. Yeah. yeah. So, which is kind of what you have to do when you're a solo artist that isn't gold platinuming. I wonder if Stephen Page had any videos that are actual, like big name videos. I mean, obviously not big name, but that that some money was poured like, into. Yeah. No. Interesting. I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, I would guess no as well. I think you're probably right there. Um. Yeah. Love the swears right off the bat. Thought that was so Let's funny. Get real fucking nice. <laughs> I, I think that was my first. That made me laugh out loud. Shit's about to get nice. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. It's bizarre, but I love it. Um, do you think? Do you think that it was intentional? The double meaning to raise your fist to uh, you know both resistance and an incitement of violence towards mm-hmm. probably. Or do you? Okay, I wasn't sure how where Steve was going with this song because I think well, we know he's he's he is. Sm- smart enough to to know to do that yes so i would go on the side of him having done it yeah i would say he's a clever guy he's very clever very clever so i mean he didn't throw in any puns no damn it i need that's what you were talking about what like bnl lifting each other up yes this this song needs more jokes in it (laughs) boy does that feel bad to say uh what are the notes did you have about white noise in general really yeah i just there's a a lot of uh just a like, I wrote three paragraphs about internet troll culture and how much I hate it. <laughs> and that's about it. I love that. Okay. So, yeah, and I'm just realizing now that I really want to talk about internet troll culture. That's fine. Is there anything else you want to say about trolls? Oh, I like the movie trolls. 
This is like the third episode in a row you talked about trolls. I talked about something completely different to troll culture, and you brought in literal trolls. I did. You just said I like watching trolls. Right. You said you have anything else to say about trolls, and that's the only thing else I had to say about you knew. You (laughs) you lured me in. Evan Gaslight Dick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the only other thing I had is there's some cool video game bleeps and bloops after the replace you on. That's all I had. Yeah. Um, how about the illegal eater? The illegal eater. We can talk about the illegal eater. Yeah. I uh, I just stumbled upon that while I was looking. Well, actually, while Saker, <laughs> I s- I told you Stephen Page has a TV show called The Illegal Eater, and, and I thought I had stumbled upon it too. Uh, maybe it's possible, but I I said, hey, did you know that he has a show? And you said, oh, cool. Yes, <laughs> I will watch it. You are correct. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't inc- want credit, but I just thought it was a weird like Saker. Gets 100% credit for this. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Saker really introduced me to this show, <laughs> The Illegal Eater, which Steve Page does do the uh, theme song, which is like, sneaking around, eating some food, no one's around, I'm really rude, <laughs> Stephen Page. Like, it's it's, it's like about him eating at like... Establishments food. that you can't get into normally. Yes. But some of them were like food... Tr- I only watched like a five minute clip. Somebody's house. And he was eating like tacos from a taco truck. <laughs> I don't know if it was like. <laughs> did you watch a whole episode? I watched like half an episode where like Jason Priestley took him to a uh, like, Jason like fucking Priestley. Jason Priestley is a BNL fan. Yeah, a big BNL fan. Yeah, he took him to like a like a. It was because he's supposed to be eating at places where like you know like speakeasies sort of right. thing, and so Jason Priestley took him to a speakeasy, but it's not a speakeasy. It's like technically we're not allowed to serve alcohol because we're a <laughs> distillery, and California law doesn't allow us, so we don't actually sell it. You can just have it for free. Really? Yeah, because it's like a a distillery, and then they run like a little tasting venue. Oh, of I it. see. And okay, then you okay. come in, and presumably you're going to buy shit. Illegal. Yeah. yeah, illegal. But it's a cool. Yeah, and I mean Stephen Page had he had he has enough charisma to sell it, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so. Gosh. Gob. I mean, and here's a big reveal for the people out in the crowd. I went and saw a Stephen Page show last night. (gasps) Evan did not come with me. Why would I? (laughs) I've seen Stephen Page shows. And boy, you were right. I had a child's birthday party to go to. That's fine. At 7 o'clock at night. Probably. It was 4. Yeah, we got It was like 4 o'clock to like 8. But it was, I I love Stephen Page, and I really liked the first time we went and saw him, but his set list this time was almost identical to the set list for the first time we saw him. Did he sing about candles in the wind? He did not have his crocodile rock candles in the wind (laughs) mashup. Beef tallow mashup. Um, But it was a fun, fun concert. I mean, if uh, I went with three friends for whom it was their first time, and they were all fucking psyched on it. Um, he played more of his solo stuff. He dropped a couple of Bernie Glady songs and they were good ones too. Like tonight is the night I fall asleep at the wheel. Wow, he didn't play that one. No, he didn't play. Uh, I live with it every day, which is one of my personal favorites. Was it still four and a half hours long. No, it was about an hour 15 maybe. Oh wow. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was a mod, a, a regular show. But the thing is my friend, a uh, friend of the pod, not been on the pod, but she's asked questions before. Her name is Emma. She bought me. Thank you, Emma. The VIP pass. Thank you, Emma. For the meet and greet to see Stevie P beforehand. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to me. <laughs> uh, it was cool. Uh, so there was probably 20, 25 of us. Um, we went into the uh, the venue beforehand. We saw him do a three-song sound check. He did Wilted Rose uh, and two of his other solo songs that I can't remember offhand right now. Um, he and Craig Northy. It was just the duo. No Kevin Fox there. But some woman did gift him with a huge cutout head of Kevin Fox that they oh. hung on the, on the So curtains. there was no cello at all? No just... cello. Just two guitars. Whoa. Which made it also... Ugh. Yeah, not as good as our Ugh. first show. Because the cello fucking made that yeah. show. It was so good. Um, but the set list was still 
very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Oh, so so the VIP, uh, we watched them play a couple songs. Uh, they gave us a VIP lanyard and buttons, <laughs> which they promised a merch item. And I was like, oh, what's the merch item going to be? And it was three buttons, which were cool. Uh, I'm not a button guy, but it was fine. Uh, but then got to meet and greet with Stevie P. And that was the highlight. Boy, oh boy, what a sweet feller. I went up to him. I said, Steven, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Saker. He said, nice to meet you. I said, listen, my friend and I have a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> and we were called Best Music Podcast in Columbus for 2019. And at this point, I pulled out the trophy from my pocket. So it looked like I was removing a gun from my pocket, <laughs> this silver gun-shaped thing. And I said, will you sign this trophy for me? And he said, really? <laughs> I'm not sure if he was reallying the fact that I had a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, the fact that we won Best Music Podcast in Columbus, or the fact that I wanted him to sign it. But he looked at it. He poured over it. Uh, I was very quick to point out to him. They put a space in between bare and naked. I was like, yeah, they misspelled it. And he was like, hey, guys like me and you, we don't get respect. <laughs> I thought that was very every man of him. I loved it. He signed it. Uh, we took pictures together. We took a normal picture. And uh, my friend who bought me these passes also required that I take a picture with him where I was dabbing. So I did. I said, Stephen, I'm sorry, but I, I'm gonna, I got to do this, this thing on the next one. I dabbed for him. And uh, he said, what? Is that a dab? I was like, yeah, do you know, do, will you dab with me on this picture? He's like, uh, I don't know how to dab, but I can floss if you want. I was like, Steven, please floss in this picture with me. So I'm going to post both of these pictures up to social they media. They look weird. But it's Steven Page flossing, which is a picture. So you have no idea what he's doing while I dab. Uh, he's, just got, he's just got a fist in front of his crotch and a fist behind his butt. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Um, but he was, a, he was a joy. He was a delight. He shook my hand. He said, uh. Uh, you know, uh, good luck on the podcast. He pulled you really close and goes, I know who you are. <laughs> he did. Uh, he just took a big sniff of your hair and says, now I know you. Now I have your scent. <laughs> scent. Uh, and then as I was walking out, Craig Northy passed me and he said, hi, I'm Craig. I said, hi, I'm Sager. <laughs> and, and I'm was, Evan. And we'll see you again. Ed. Uh, but it was cool. It was cool to see Stevie P. The concert was not as good as the first one, but I liked it nonetheless. And you're going to come with me to the third one, you said. <laughs> When he comes back to 31 West in a year from now, uh, we're going to go together. He's going to. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what you have to do to make me come. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um, anything else about white noise? So I'll tell you as an immigrant and a Jew, I'd be more than glad to replace you. Mm-hmm. That second part. What, what does that even mean? It's in reference to the chant. When they said Jews will oh, not replace us. Oh fuck! Yeah. Okay. So that, again, he's referencing something perfect. incredibly topical. Yeah, I was just thinking like I thought of like like immigration, like sure, like. But you were already so far removed from the event, you forgot that chant, and therefore the lyrics were meaningless to you. Evan, you've proved my point for me. I, I've never argued your point. Well, I've just said that it's not really that important true. in the context of the song. <laughs> that's true. The song is very specific. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. But also too general. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what that's in reference to. But again, uh interesting that he would he would put a hat on that mm-hmm. which i think it's important i'd be more than glad i really like that line I, hey i'll replace you it's fine yeah like i don't know yeah replace him as what i, I don't know would marchers protest would you want to yeah replace them as a white nationalist protester <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ oh, i see your uh, torch is uh getting a little bit of ash on your hand you want me just to take and hold that for you okay here i go <laughs> Here I go. Here I go protesting again. <laughs> Is it Life of Brian where one of the people, uh, can you hold my crucifix for a second? And Brian takes it. <laughs> oh, it's his crucifix. <laughs> um, boy, that was a, an inappropriate metaphor now that I think about it. Well, sort of. I mean, it was before Christianity. It was topical. It's topical. Topical. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. Anything else? Yeah. Got almost nothing. Um, internet yeah. trolls. Yeah, internet trolls, loss of privilege, shit like that. Cool. Yeah. Time to rate this song. 
Evan, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. If you think this song is good, you say naky nake. You think this song bad? Brrr, shiver clothes. Evan, go ahead and tell us what you think this song is. So, in the uh, 19, early mid 19th century, right, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, Ku Klux Klan was seeing a big resurgence, um, and just in the South and that sort of thing. And uh, um, the writer, lead writer from Superman, whose name I do not know, um, Superman was fighting the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, um, there was a kind of pushback against him. Uh, and they're like, you can't really, you shouldn't do this. They started to threaten him. So what he did was he started using like the, because Ku Klux Klan members have this really stupid fucking double speak, where they spell everyone with a K L and they use like, um, they have like special, they have like special words, like Mortal Kombat, where they spell it all with K's. Is sort that of, a so, white nationalism? Thing? No, I don't think so. But <laughs> okay. they have like they have like their, they, and I don't, I can't, it. Consider, I consider I'm proud to not know any of these okay. like fucking things, so I'm not even going to try and look them up. But like, what he did was in the um, comic books, he made them look fucking ridiculous. Okay, and that undermined the clan for decades because he's just these clan the clansmen just like uh, saying all this dumbass shit because it sounds idiotic right. what they're saying. Um, and so, you know that that clip where Richard Spencer gets punched. Yeah. Um, famous clip. Yeah. Love to watch that. Watch Sometimes it. I'm feeling bad. I like end to see to it get, get punched again. Oh yeah. Um, so what I'm so Richard Spencer's giving an interview, right? Okay. And he's on the lookout for punching now. Like he's got his okay. eyeballs, he's got his <laughs> little shifty fucking eyes. Sure. He's got his little like a uh, weird 1950s haircut. <laughs> the same haircut that you the have. The same right haircut. Now. I, okay. Hey, I go to the barber on the, uh, college and I say, "Give me a haircut." Give me and the they, white nationalist. And they please, say, "You always say." They say, "What do you?" <laughs> yes, I want to take it back. <laughs> This haircut. It's a nice haircut. <laughs> it is a good haircut. It's easy to maintain. It is it sucks that they've appropriated that haircut. Yeah. 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 It's easy to maintain, which yeah. is why I like it. Yeah. Uh but um so he's on the lookout for punching in the face. So he sees someone approaching. Sees someone approaching. He's like, fuck, fuck that guy. And then he sees like a guy he's got a little mask on. The guy like cocks his fist back and Richard Spencer is ready for him. So he brings up his hand, he's gonna like he's studied he studied this move. He's gonna do like that. He's gonna <laughs> block him and then just like <laughs> chop him in the throat. Uh -huh. But what he doesn't know is someone has come up behind him. <laughs> And so you just see these hands grab it, and they just rip, tear away his pants, like tear away pants. <laughs> okay, like MC Hammer. Yeah, so he just rips these pants right off. He's like, what? And he covers his, he's got his little fucking boxer shorts on. I don't know, Richard Spencer probably wears tidy whities So yeah. he's got his little tidy whities on, and he like covers his thing. And then as he does that, as his hands drop, the other guy reaches up and grabs his shirt and just tears it down the front. <laughs> okay. So they've just like symbolically made fun of Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer looks like an asshole, the asshole that he is. He's embarrassed in front of everybody, loses all of his cred. And even the white nationalists turn on him. Sure. That's this song to me. Sure. It is Richard Spencer with some of his clothes ripped off. They didn't do the best job. Sure. But, you know, it got the job done. Sure. Okay. That had to be a strong fucking dude to rip his shirt off in one go. Yeah, this guy's beefy. Yeah, for real. They practiced on a dummy for like. <laughs> and six Richard months. Spencer had to be standing stock straight. Like, <laughs> don't bend your back. I have to rip your shirt off entirely. Well, he doesn't rip the shirt off. He just rips it, like, rips down the Oh, front. rips down All the, the front. buttons come off. He tears okay. a piece of fabric off. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Boy, I've been sitting it's here. It's like milkshaking, I guess. What the fuck is milkshaking? It's in Britain. They throw the milkshakes on people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and I've been thinking. Yeah, so the left throws milkshakes on you. The right shoots you in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a both sides argument Yeah, both for sides. You. The horseshoe theory. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do the, let's do milkshaking. Sure. So David Duke is just. <laughs> I heard David Duke talk on NPR. I sorry to interrupt you. No. And he used the term Caucasian Americans or European Americans. <laughs> oh, okay. It's That's the first time I'd heard it. I'm like. God, 
what a fucking dipshit <laughs> self-serving term european americans like sure that's like a that's like a you know all lives matter sort of yeah thing. Like, yeah god is. damn um insidious so uh so david duke uh is giving a speech um and he uh my name's david duke name. i'm about to puke <laughs> i went to hell and there i smelled a little bit of luke my son <laughs> luke rules hell he's <laughs> david duke smells he's got, he's got a demon streak to him Anyway, he's giving a speech. After the speech, he walks off stage and some dude fucking milkshakes him. Throws a fucking cherry cordial with marshmallow sauce, UDF milkshake all the way mm. down his front. I like your specificity. Thank you. It's what I had before the Stephen Page concert yesterday. Um, and uh, he gets milkshake all over him. And he goes, oh, hell. I, uh, horse feathers. Uh, horse feathers. I gotta go take a shower. So he goes to... And a shit. <laughs> he goes to... Uh, uh, the local, like uh, the place that's housing him, has a shower. He's staying at the YMCA, <laughs> so he goes to the YMCA. He's staying he in a tower. Takes a shower. He's staying in Trump Tower, <laughs> and probably he, he walks out of his shower in Trump Tower. And uh, as he walks out, he you know he towels himself off, and then he's starting to groom himself in the mirror. And some dude walks in and just fucking pours hot tar on. Him. <laughs> <laughs> we knew you'd be naked right now, Duke. <laughs> Stupid shit. And then another dude comes in and fucking a bag of feathers and throws it at him. You know what? That's probably appropriate for sure. David Duke. And so uh, I think there were parts of him the tar didn't hit and the feathers didn't stick. But for the most part, I feel like this song is probably, I'd say half and half. Half of his body is covered with hot boiling tar. Yeah, I mean, like his skin is going to peel off. Like, oh, for it's, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nasty. Third degree burns. Yeah. He'll be forever changed. Yeah, you don't want to be tarred and feathered. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, uh, yeah. So my vote, or my, my rating for this song is a, a half third degree burned racist leader. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay. okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Cyx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come <laughs> from? What is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs> from, the, from the front. From the front what, if? Oh, are you recording? <laughs> of course we are. We're always recording. The allies roll out a new steam tank. A nude steam tank. A nude steam tank. <laughs> Makes the battlefield so hot, the Jerry's have to take off their clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this is... What are the Jerry's? The Jerry's. This is World War One. Is that what we called... What group of people were called the Jerry's? I want you to guess. I want you to guess Ugh. who... Who did we fight in World uh -oh. War One, Saker? It had to be the Austrians. <laughs> we called them the Jerry's. <laughs> after Jerry Hallowell, who is a famous Austrian. Austrian. Yeah? Uh -huh. Do you know... Okay, tell me one thing about Austria. Um, Schwarzenegger. 
Okay, that's all. Thank you. You, you, you passed. <laughs> you, passed. <laughs> you passed my test. The new Terminator movie looks bad. That's the one thing I know about Austria. Oh. Have you seen a Terminator? Is that the one where the Terminator has to go back and fight his younger self? Sure. Gemini Terminator? Yes, Gemini Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> it's Will Smith as uh, the T... One four thousand one forty. T one eighty. He's a he's a lower model. <laughs> yeah, he went way way down. I don't know. There's the T one thousand, right? He's the liquid metal guy. And then there's like other. Oh yeah, T eight hundred is is T eight hundred. T eight hundred is is uh, Arnold. Arthur. You, What's Arthur? his name? Arnold. Arnold. Jesus Do you think Christ. there were eight hundred models before that? Oh, I know no. nothing of Terminator. Lore. I think it iterates probably by hundreds, right? Because so you was, want it to sound mystery. They called it Mystery Science Theater three thousand because three thousand sounded futuristic. But here's the thing, like. I don't think the, the AI Skynet has to follow like human naming conventions. It, I don't think Skynet cares what it's called. So I think that's what the humans called it. Right? Do you think? Do you think that Skynet? So why? Why the do max, we only? I think it's eight hundred because it's the maximum number of people it can kill well, before it <laughs> before it shuts down. Why do we only see hundreds of the Terminators? I don't know. Well, let me let me tell you. We've seen the T one, the T seven. D, excuse me. <laughs> the T360. Oh boy. Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if there were any other weird numbers. The T888. I feel kind of bad for the T, the T1. Why do you feel bad for the T1? I feel like it's like a Johnny Five situation. Yeah, I think that was like before Skynet was creating them. And it was just humans like, look what I made. I made a thing that can terminate. <laughs> I don't know why I called it T1, but the, the Terminator just uh, shuts off computers. Yeah. Well, this T1. was a this was a remote controlled robot with a Gatling gun. So it literally was just like a drone, like a death bot. Oh, we've already got T1s. Yeah, we do. Wonderful. T1s. Are Glad to hear it. Uh oh, how about the T Infinity? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that exists? That's when Skynet truly just gave up. Uh, there's T1000, T1001, T1002. So yeah, they are. They do go by single whole numbers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How about the T1 million? <laughs> That's a big one. That was for T23D Battle Across Time, which I can only imagine was like a 4D ride at Universal yeah. Studios Man. or some shit. You know, I, I always say I hate time travel movies, and I forget that Terminator is a time travel movie. Yeah, wait, why do you hate time travel movies? I just though? don't like the, the conceit just doesn't always hold together for me. Tra well, I find it kind of right. boring. Yeah. A lot of time travel movies do it sloppily, where yeah. it doesn't make sense in the end. But even the good ones, I just, for some reason, time travel really doesn't get me. Really? I don't know why. The conceit of traveling back and correcting a mistake or... And over and over again. Like, there's like... It's like zombie stuff. Like, there's like three things you can do with a zombie plot. And there's like three things you can do with a time travel plot. I guess. It's I... like either a paradox or like quantum oh. leap got a set right what once went wrong or like going to the future. Like, those are like the three time oh, travel... The future, past... Okay, so yeah, you've, you've yeah. nailed time here. No, no, no. I mean, just like... But like going to the future and like... I don't know. I don't actually, you don't see too many where they go to the future, do you? There's probably some like apocalyptic sort mm -hmm. of like we go to the future and see how bad it is here. They usually are going back to the future. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Are we ever going back to the future? <laughs> and I like back, like to, the back to the future. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I am uh, just proving myself wrong all over so the place. So you don't like any time travel movies made after 1990? I don't, think, I don't think I like time travel movies where time travel is the focus of the plot. Like if it's like an ancillary concept. In Back to the Future. No, I mean, but like it's, it's kind of about time. It's, it's just about going back to stupid time. Isn't that what the 1950s were? Like, where America sucked for everyone? It was horrible? So the conceit, if you had to write up for TV Guide Back to the Future, it's a couple dudes go back to stupid <laughs> times. Yeah, I mean, everyone was literally stupider back then. They knew less about everything. Uh, oh, yeah? They Welcome had less to my friend Werner Von Braun. 
Is that, is that an Austrian guy? I don't know. He's Rocket Boys. He made rockets go. They were smart people in the 1950s. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but they were literally. Whole. But they were they were not as smart as smart people so today. Here's a question: As a whole, <laughs> are we just getting dumber? No. Or, or smarter? I mean. Uh, I think not necessarily smarter. I think we we know more. Sure. Right, because we're building. Like, have you ever have you ever seen that? There was that. I forget this name, the guy's name, but he was like a uh, the gold standard pianist from like the late 1800s, sure. early 1900s, and like everyone fucking loved him. He was perfect, but like if you listen to his records, they're just terrible. Like they're they're like full of, <laughs> they're full of mistakes. Like he just like screws everything up. But he's like and he's like he can't possibly even hold a candle to like middling pianists nowadays. Sure. And that's because we know more about how to play the piano, and we like we stand on each other's yeah. shoulders and go higher and higher every generation. In theory, sure. So we. Achilles. I think in a lot of like superhero media and stuff like that, people complain about power creep. Yeah. Where like they just get, I, I mean, it's true for real life. We've though. got that knowledge creep. Yeah, we have real life power creep. We find out more about everything every day. And that's what keeps me from throwing a big baseball into the sun. <laughs> the dream of all mad scientists throwing a big baseball. Mad engineer. You're right. A mad I'm scientist sorry. would not throw a baseball into the sun. Angry scientist, as I meant to say. <laughs> An angry scientist might throw a baseball into the sun. Wait, a mad engineer wouldn't throw a baseball into the sun. A mad athlete would throw a baseball into the sun. Well, a, uh, a mad engineer, an angry engineer, would create a machine capable of throwing a baseball into the sun. Sure. And they would have to be a whole team of mad lads. Mad labs. Theater.com. Uh, Go to Mad Labs <laughs> for IABD's next annual no show. show. Not on Christmas, but every other time. Yep, they don't have shows on Christmas. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to IABD in December. It doesn't exist. You know what else doesn't, doesn't exist, exist in December? <laughs> oh, no, it does. We're off to a bad start. Yeah. Sonic F is an affectionate parody of the Blue Blur's mid-2000s anime Sonic X by a team of folks who know way more about Sega's spiky mascot than they feel comfortable publicly admitting. What do you think the F stands for? Sonic F probably stands for fuck off. <laughs> Sonic. Sonic fun. Sonic friends. What did the X stand for in Sonic X? Extreme? Shit, that's, that's almost what true. it always stands yeah, for, right? Yeah, more it's than a, words. Like they're called the X Games because they're extreme. Yeah. Why? There's got to be a better... Maybe it's the Sonic X-Ray, where it like, you know, took a deep dive into Can Sonic. He, I mean, I know they went through those things where they kept giving Sonic weird... Uh, he like turned into like the Roadhog or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> the, the, the Werehog. The Werehog, yeah, where sure. he just like kind of shuffled around and grunted sure, a bunch. Yeah. Like, so maybe like they gave him X-Ray Vision at one point. Yeah, they were, yeah, that's definitely what that cartoon is about. And Sonic F is where they give him the ability to fuck. That's where we <laughs> See Sonic get nasty. It's Sonic F. Oh, is it S NSFW? Uh, or NFXW? <laughs> not safe. Not for extreme, extreme work. work. <laughs> In the latest episode, Knuckles goes looking for a missing friend with a lead on the next Chaos Emerald, but has to contend with the Chinese Mafia, Rogue the Bat, and Dr. Eggman's new Lady Ninja Robot. Also, Japanese karaoke happens. Tongs? Isn't that the Chinese mafia? The tongs? The tongs? I think they're called tongs, aren't they? You have they? to clap them a few times to make sure they work no, before you that's what they just called the get gangs. to extorting money. I know that's what they called them in, like, turn-of-the-century San Francisco. That checks out to me, my friend. Mm. You might be accidentally racist, but <laughs> you're not yeah, trying. I, so I, I'm using a term from the 19th century, so <laughs> please, please, don't. I don't know any better word for it. <laughs> You can find bad. this and all previous episodes at youtube.com slash sonicfseries and check out twitter.com slash sonicfseries for all Do you think it's a mashup between Sonic the Hedgehog and F-Zero? Updates. Oh, oh, maybe that's what Sonic F is. It's Captain Falcon and Sonic palling around. Samurai Goro and Knuckles are best friends. 
how many other green FC cars do I know? The guy who looks like a lizard and Charmy are BFFs. Let's do one more. Oh, what's Captain Falcon's evil, like Blood Falcon or something? Help me, Evan, with all your F-Zero knowledge. You don't know what <laughs> I don't know anything about F-Zero. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, that person and... I know the name. I, I gave it to you. I don't know. Maybe I know what it looks like. Like, SBO the Chameleon teaming up. Star Fox? Was he flying around? How many Sonic characters can you name? Can we save that for the next commercial? <laughs> we certainly can. <laughs> Bye. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel to determine what segment we're going to do for white noise. Piece of cake. Pair this song with a food or oh, a geez. drink. So this song has to be dairy-free because mm -hmm. milk has been co-opted by white nationalists Have as they? a symbol. Oh, yeah. Oh. People drinking gallons of milk. <laughs> and because there's something about like... How is that not ridiculous? White people have a lower instance of lactose intolerance oh, yeah. than yeah, other cultures, yeah. so okay. they wear it as a badge of pride that they can drink a gallon of milk and make themselves puke. And alcohol. They, why don't they drink themselves to death? Hey, brother, you're preaching <laughs> to the choir. So it's got to be uh, a dairy-free food because yeah. they've co-opted uh, milk. Uh, or we could take milk back. What if this song is just milk All and cookies? Dairy. That's white noise for you. <laughs> it's like a big glass of milk. I mean, is that a, a milk and cheese? Yeah, that's like a... Um, so it'd be... If, if it was milk, then it would be the white nationalist drinking a gallon of milk. But it's like one of those like beat the cow challenges. <laughs> like whenever you take a sip of milk, you have to drink a gallon of it in an hour. Wait, whenever so, you take a sip... No, it's just the... No, this is just what I'm doing, making them do. Oh, so oh, like oh. the white guy's like, Man, I have a no lactose intolerance. And then he like takes his <laughs> slurp of it. And then you're like, keep drinking, bud. <laughs> is there any truth to the urban legend that if you drink a gallon of milk in under an hour you will vomit out powder no okay i've seen people i've seen people do the regular thing and vomit okay vomit milk okay why would you do why would you <laughs> <laughs> urban legend is that i don't know there's something about how the way it metabolizes and it powder <laughs> it's an urban legend for a reason i'm a dumb shit for a reason maybe i made that up maybe it's a fever dream i had that's pretty good we can start that okay yeah let's start it We'd put like a crank. You campfire. tell three people, have them tell three people. people. Yeah, I need you to tell this to three people. <laughs> See how long it takes to get back to us. Um, so a big glass of milk? Is that no, what we're pairing? A gallon jug of milk. A gallon jug of milk, sure. So we're feeding this song to the racists. I hope so. They should listen to it. Sure. A gallon jug of milk and I, I think So if we're if we're feeding them a yeah. wheel of brie. I mean they should have oh, to eat would. a whole fucking Well, I don't know. I it have to I want a cheese that doesn't come from Europe. Sure. What cheeses don't come from Europe? I don't know my cheeses well enough. I'm trying to think. I, there's a lot. Like there's Wisconsin a lot of European cheese curds. Now too American. Probably not white American. I mean, I, there's got to be some sort of cheese, like Japanese hotel cheese. Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. that is not great cheese. It's like the Japanese equivalent of American cheese. Okay. They just call it hotel cheese. Really? You can buy it in a big block, like a chunk of butter. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of a chunk of not good cheese. But I feel like I want the racists to eat a bunch of cheese. Sure. So we'll just go to like Aldi and buy like 10 59 cent blocks of cheddar cheese. Like Velveeta. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Velveeta. <laughs> yes. And it has to be hot Velveeta. They That's have right. To we'll turn with hot Velveeta. <laughs> yes. You eat this with your skin. <laughs> so a piece of cake is hot Velveeta and a gallon and of like milk. A, okay. So then uh, there's a sandwich, right? It's a delight. <sighs> no. Something... Like a, a candy bar. Uh-huh. So it's like a Snickers bar or something. Some, some sort of 
white bread chocolate sure slavery thing sure like a hershey's not not hershey's isn't as bad as like nestle but oh really okay nestle's the worst i think as far as using slave labor. can it be it's white like, chocolate yes okay. it's white chocolate Perfect. um but that wouldn't actually use slave labor because you wouldn't have anybody to do the cacao, uh, the cacao yeah. yeah you're right okay never mind so it's the darkest chocolate <laughs> but like so it's a it's gooey nougat center but he bites into it just raw egg comes out <laughs> okay is this the same stickers that's made with uh prepared in a factory that also prepares human cremains <laughs> yes <laughs> from a couple episodes ago okay yes, good yeah yeah so we're just this is just like a punishment sure you know, that, we're, that we're giving to the racists so like they do their stupid little chant and their thing and they go down and they go to like the fucking golden corral or whatever fucking yeah. restaurant they eat at sure and all of them get botulism okay <laughs> perfect Which, legionnaire's disease probably not that rare from a golden corral i would imagine yeah i don't know i've ever i never eaten at a golden corral really i've walked into the entrance looked at it and gone no thanks <laughs> once i was with a friend of mine and i was getting off of the keto diet and mm. i was like i want to just gorge myself let's go to golden corral he's like are you sure i was like yeah i've never been there it's macaroni and cheese it's all the american foods and that's mm-hmm. what i want right now it's just breaded american food it was fucking disgusting that's what i've heard for that to be my first meal off of keto i felt like a garbage pail and a half for every possible was reason. Was the food good at all? No. Okay. It was all, except for the chocolate fountain, which is DIY anyway. You take a marshmallow, you put it in chocolate and eat it. It's like, how could that be bad? But like, I'm pretty sure that somebody stuck their butt in that fountain before because it's a golden corral. Yeah, I've heard, so. I, have, uh, I have friends who work in catering and they talk about nightmare, the nightmare that is a chocolate fountain. Oh, little it kids is, with their hands. I'm it is. Sure. Yeah, you do not want to ever eat anything from Fuck. a chocolate fountain, buds. You were very quiet when I was talking about the chocolate fountain. I could tell you were trying to weigh whether you wanted to tell me about this or not. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate well, I mean, it. you'd already outed yourself as dis- as being dis- having been disgusting yes, afterwards. Absolutely. And, you know, we make mistakes eating wise, just like these racists did when they stepped into my <laughs> golden corral. <laughs> this is dick and property. This is dick and turf. This golden corral. Well, you can eat shrimp, but the shrimp aren't cooked. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Not even peel uh, and eat <laughs> from the ocean. <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> the pool. Why is the carpet wet? <laughs> All right, it's time for a segment that we like to call Bare Naked Males. Uh, this is where we answer an email from our friends. You mean Boo Naked Males? Oh, shit. Boo Naked Flails. There we go. <laughs> we answer a scream mail from <laughs> our fiends, our... God, I can't think of anything for fans. I mean, fanatics are already kind of scary. Sure, fanatics. The Philly fanatic, terrifying. Our little ghouls. <laughs> uh, this email comes to us from longtime emailer. We got to thank you, Riley. Riley M. Riley. Riley. Uh, Riley says, hey, it's all been done. Hi, Riley. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy. It'll be long past October by the time you read this. Ha <laughs> Joke's on you, Riley. Nice try. But here's a spooky question. Which BNL song should I request be played at my funeral? Thanks, Ooh. Riley M. <laughs> All right, so Riley wants a BNL song. Well, to you be could played. say tonight's night is sell sleep at the wheel, but that's pretty. If it was topical, yeah, that's really on the nose too. Do you want a a song that's like about death, or do you just want a song that's like celebrating life? Maybe Katie. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a good song, okay? (laughs) Sure. That could be your reasoning. You would have King of Bedside Manor played, and then right at the first, like, bawling, sprawling, you would have a a pump-action spring behind you in the casket, and your body would spring up like a Ghostbusters toy. My body would be hurled out. Yes, absolutely. And then you would hook it up with electrodes so it would dance on the ground. But it's... Yeah. No one could touch it. <laughs> no, you have to hit it with a broom a bunch of times. shocked to knock all the electrodes off of it. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good one. I think it's hard because I think that Bare Naked Ladies kind of, there's a lot of songs that mean a lot of things to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but 
I think they're either going to be self-pitying a lot of the time, which mm-hmm. you don't want at a funeral, or they're going to be on the nose sad. Like, I could see, I, am I the only one being played at a funeral? Yeah. Or uh, Pinch Me. Oh, Pinch Me's good, because mm-hmm. it's all about nostalgia. It's all about wanting to return to a time. And, you know, life life being a dr- like a dream, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I like, like that one. like him waking up. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ev. Yeah, bah? How about you will be waiting? As we walk together through the autumn nearing winter. That's a good one. Uh, I really like that. Although it is, you say you cannot live without me. You need your own identity. And now we air our laundry on national TV. Yeah, yeah there's a couple. I mean, it's about a bad relationship, right? <laughs> sure. There are so many. But then the ending is, don't you ever leave me. <laughs> like, that's sad as hell. There won't be a dry eye in the house. But, you know, people get, people get married to uh, fucking, like, songs that are about bad relationships people listen to born on the usa on fourth of july you don't need your song to be any deeper than i listened to this once and it said don't leave at the end and i thought it would be good the thing is like the 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 bare naked ladies are articulate Mm -hmm. so if you play a bnl song every word is going to be heard that's true unless you play it at it like during the uh Put it through a filter <laughs> <laughs> you play it during the um when you walk up and look the, at the, the processional the procession or no, the viewing the viewing yeah yeah because i have do you have a funeral playlist no oh i have a funeral playlist it's probably got 10 to 12 songs i have a funeral of like i'm gonna live forever well <laughs> you're gonna spring launch out of your of your fucking... yeah that's the that's at the the graveyard though <laughs> actually i'm probably gonna be cremated almost certainly. yeah i'm gonna be cremated as well what do you know what songs are there so we can pivot from this to like are there songs that you know that you want played at your funeral any bnl songs N- any songs in general i'm very curious no that's <laughs> okay cool i'd rather i'd rather people played something that gave them joy super mario brothers 3 <sighs> if that's what makes you happy Saker. uh-huh I'd go, I'd go with the Super Mario Brothers 2 song. I think I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, oh, boy. Scat version. I only have one joke. I have two joke songs on my funeral playlist. Let's I got Go through your playlist. Okay. Or is, how long is it? Is it like 3,000 uh, songs? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 songs. And okay. I, I constantly add to it as life goes on. Right. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Okay. <laughs> Pink Floyd's High Hopes, the only Pink Floyd song I like. The Aquabats, Hello, Goodbye, Good Night great song very touching damien rice's cold water mm-hmm. uh there's no place like home from lost season four mm-hmm. <laughs> touching michael giacchino uh darren korb's build that wall zia's theme from bastion uh departure reflection from the leftovers and then the two joke songs are uh jonathan colton's still alive uh and monty python always look on the bright side of life i think you have to have always look on the bright side of life on a funeral playlist if you uh consider yourself a man who is a little bit humorous right yeah it's the yeah. joke death song do you th- did Weird Al write any graveyard songs? Ooh, uh, probably. Um, uh, Everything you know is wrong. That would be a good one. That'd be that, a good one. Written in the style. I'm surprised he never. I mean, he. Oh God! Just have like uh, acoustic versions of all those with uh, like Weird Al songs, but Aww. sung really sadly, like yeah. like Johnny Cash did for. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Oh man, I Everything wonder. You know. There's got to be somebody out there who sadly covers minor key Weird Al songs. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd if, be not, if not, that's a that's an idea. That's an idea. Hey. That's an idea that'll make you a thousand. <laughs> a thousand air. Maybe a thousand air. <laughs> Potential VNL. Uh, it's all been a listener out there. Uh, yeah, but uh, I can't believe you don't. You seem like the type to keep a funeral playlist. No, I don't really. I don't really think about my own. I mean, I think about my own death all the time, but I don't really like think about what happens afterwards, right? Or during the funeral. I think about that. I mean, because the funeral's not for me, right? But it's for I everybody else. I want it else. to be about. <laughs> I want people. I want to be there. Like Everybody wants to be there. Manage, manage every like aspect of it. 
No, I don't want to micromanage. I just want to stand in the corner. Yeah, I just want I just want to have a really great party that everyone has a good time at. Yeah, I just despite to... being fucking devastated that yeah, I'm gone. Absolutely, a lot of people hooking up at my funeral. I think. Hell yeah! I want that. <laughs> Stumble out on the street, vomit, then hook up. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Riley. So, <laughs> the fuck did we did we come up with an answer? How about life in a nutshell? Mm, how about a uh, um? Yeah. Never mind. What? Uh, life in a nutshell. Fine. <laughs> Is there something you should have? I mean, there's a bunch of joke options. I mean, like stomach versus heart would be a fun one to play. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> spider in my room. <laughs> it's a spider. A spider in, in my, my tomb. Casket. Oh, way better than mine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think shoebox would be really funny as you're in your casket. <laughs> then it's on my shoebox. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of potential funny songs. If you want to okay, be that guy. Here's a question. When the first BNL boy dies, mm-hmm. they're going to play a BNL Fuck. song. God, they are. What do you think it'll be? It's been one week since you looked at me. Uh, From your hospital God. bed, I said I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I think it's going to be call and answer. Yeah, that's actually... That's a good... That's a good one. Choice in general. Mm-hmm. But it's all been done. Could be a hopeful death song. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it'll come around again. We'll see each other again someday, my friend. On The Price is Right. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait because I I really hope that I outlive at least one bare name for the American <laughs> ladies since they're all like at least 10 oh, years young, older than me. Have, who's going to die first out of the bare naked ladies? <sighs> Do we want to talk about this or is this too sad? Yeah, we're getting like a Deadpool here. Yeah, we kind of, a and that's tontine. not nice. <laughs> nah, let's not do this. I don't yeah, want to do I this I prefer anymore. not to either. Everybody knows it's going to be Tyler anyway. All right. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> we done Thanks, did Riley. It. <laughs> Thanks, Riley. <laughs> we done did it. Another episode. Hey, about that, though. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, Abbo, uh, you can find us on Facebook. I can. If you want. I think you already like our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, I'm on there. I think you're already on our Twitter at Been Done Pod. I am. I think you already are on the Orange Groves Patreon. I am not. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the Orange Groves. Uh, and you can join our Discord channel. It's in the show notes. Come talk to us about the show. I'm on that. Come talk to Saker. I'll listen. Yeah. Evan, do you uh, do you still lurk? Yeah, I'll, I'll read. I read the comments. Oh, like, really? I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a buzz. People talk all the time. People share memes. People. Memes. Memes. People have a fun chat. Um, Ev. Yeah. What you got going on? I got a big old head. Uh, and what you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use that. Hell yeah. Got a lot of room in there. Big storage. Head storage. Use it. <laughs> you put stuff up in there like pins and things. Yeah. Do you ever like, you know, you don't want to step on like needles or tacks or anything. So I just pick them up and stick them in here. <laughs> stick them in, in your head. And just rattle around inside there. Uh-huh. Happy Halloween. Where's the entrance point? To my head? Yeah. Any hole. <laughs> It'll get to the same place eventually. Yeah. Yeah, any hole anywhere. Not even on my head. Oh. So like, like if you were to like. You have like a drain in your sink. You just put something down there into my head. Everything everyone's ever put in a hole is in your head. And everything to everyone. Everything old is in my head. Uh, all right. Uh, I ain't got shit to plug. Hm. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.